hope you feel somewhat refreshed, that you got some rest. And somehow the first day and this time right after lunch is usually a good time to speak about some of the experiences that we might encounter in our meditation practice. Maybe you have had the pleasure already, I don't know, challenging experiences, uh, somewhat unpleasant experiences that we didn't really sign up for when we signed up for this retreat, and yet they come. Um, because it's not something that we have an intention to experience, the mind just nodding off or getting totally nervous and restless or being entangled in some inner uh, struggle or so. And yet that is a very normal thing that is happening as we are coming to a meditation retreat. We sit down and they say, okay, let's just feel easeful and, (laughs) you know, mindful, present. And we are at war inwardly. We are struggling or we are just feeling so overwhelmed by this sluggishness, dullness. So there is some discrepancy there. And um, that's the point why we are practicing. If this would not happen in the first place, we wouldn't need to do this whole practice. So that's really the first important point that we start to really normalize this and start to acknowledge that this practice is about meeting our inner experience in whatever way it manifests for us right now, in whatever way it manifests, no matter whether we like it or we don't like it, no matter whether we think this should be different. It's just what is happening right now. And it's actually a good sign because it means we are starting to wake up to what is actually happening. That is the whole point of such a retreat structure that we create a somewhat artificial container. There is less distraction, less duties, less responsibility. And this allows us to start to notice what is going on in my own heart and mind. Not what is this person doing, what is happening in the external world and what they're doing wrong and what ought to be happening. But what am I right now, right here experiencing? This is the whole point that we start to wake up to this. And it is a somewhat frustrating, even insulting experience because, (laughs) of course, we would prefer to have it differently. But it's part of the practice and it's not something new. It's not personal. Already the Buddha spoke about these challenging experiences that are part of mind cultivation. They are traditionally called the hindrances. Um, They are just normal manifestations of a reactive mind. And the second important point, the first one being just seeing this is a normal part of our practice, 
The second important point is that we just see this is part of my practice. Because what can happen, and that's a problem about those hindrances, is that they can actually hinder us, they can deter us from doing the practice. But the art of meditation is that we learn to include them, that we learn to see the way we engage with them also as a part of a practice. Actually, for quite a long way of our path, dealing with hindrance is, is quite the big aspect of our practice. Yeah? So it's really part of the art of meditation, of learning how to meet those hindrances in a skillful way rather than feeling somehow ashamed about feeling totally tired or restless or full of uh, craving or aversion that we start to really develop this honest, open acknowledgement. Okay, this is happening. This is just the truth of this moment. The mind is totally tired, it wants to go off to sleep, the mind is very restless. This is the truth of this moment. Can I just see it happening? Just allow myself to really be aware of it happening. So we want to mainly speak about two of those hindrances which are mainly um, sloth and torpor, that is one of them, and the other one being restlessness or worry, because they can be very prominent on the first day of such a retreat. And it's a very normal experience, because we all are shifting from a very busy lifestyle. It's really like a full stop coming to such a retreat and suddenly there is so much less going on, everything is slowing down, there is less uh, stimulation. So one very natural response of our body-mind system is simply that it starts to shut down. Oh, it's so quiet, no one is disturbing me. And it can easily happen that the mind drops into such a sometimes even pleasant state of just thinking. Maybe you have encountered this already, you know, just sinking, just resting and getting more and more tired and having a lack of energy and feeling, oh, it's so difficult to find the energy to do the practice. I'm just so, so overwhelmed. I should really go and just sleep. I just want to lie down. Everything is too much. This is a very normal reaction of a body-mind system that has not yet developed a certain balance. And it really takes time to, to develop this kind of balance. It is very special state we want to learn or, or it's almost like learning something in our bodies even to be relaxed we have been emphasizing re relaxation and at the same time awake that is something we need to learn to figure out how can the body be completely at ease relaxed and yet the mind has this sense of wakefulness, of clarity. 
So this takes time. And it may for a long time be that again and again we will encounter this kind of dullness, of sleepiness. Um, and the first thing about sleepiness, drowsiness, loss, torpor, is mindfulness, being mindful of it rather than seeing it as something that prevents us from doing the practice, we can just include it in our practice and really acknowledge with honesty, okay, I'm tired, there is sleepiness, my eyes are really feeling so heavy, the whole body is feeling so sluggish. How does it feel in the body? Can I notice? Even when there is such a tiredness, there can be a spark of clarity, a spark of mindfulness that can somehow bring in some curiosity, some interest. It's just something that I can be mindful of. How does it feel to be so tired? How does it feel? In a way, we could even discover, yes, there is something pleasant at times. So we can just start to make this an object in our body. How does sloth and torpor manifest? How do I know it? And try to be interested, try to be aware of it as much as we can, not taking it personal. Of course, part of the tiredness could also come from simply a lack of sleep, Many people arrive on retreat being somewhat depleted. And then it will be a natural process of just getting enough sleep at night so that over the days, you know, you will come into more balance. So sometimes it's more the hindrance. Sometimes it's, it's also just a lack of sleep that has accumulated. And just give yourself the time. It will pass. And it's just something that we can include in our practice. So that's so much. Oh, what I want to mention. Um, another thing that we can do next, alongside with being mindful of tiredness, is at times in a very skillful way also using some um, techniques that we can, that can support us in being mindful. Um, it's important that it doesn't come out of an aversive place. Now I really have to fight this, this uh, dullness. I, this really should go away. But sometimes it can be very skillful to gently bring in a little bit more energy. Because if we tend too much to this side of you know, tiredness, it will not really serve us. So one possibility is simply if you are meditating with your eyes closed, to open your eyes a little bit, just let in a little bit of light, or just emphasize the in-breath a little bit more. It can bring in a bit more energy. You might also use the posture of raising your hands. Maybe you want to do it just now, just... Raise your hands and feel what it does. If you just meditate like that for a while, it can really help to... Thank you. It, it can really help you to feel a little bit more energy in the system. And um, 
the Buddha also recommended, I don't know whether that really helps for you, but he recommended rubbing the earlobes. That can be a possibility. <laughs> and standing up is also a possibility. You are always free to get up during the meditation. You can perfectly meditate in standing up. Just quietly get up and stand as long as you wish. This is totally okay at any time. I have seen yogis standing for large parts of retreats. It is one of the formal meditation postures and it is totally okay to simply get up and meditate in standing. Then the restlessness part. This is the mind, you know, mind and body just having difficulties to settle. So the mind is racing, the body is feeling fidgety, we find it difficult to find a posture where we can really settle. Um, the mind is just constantly busy, getting lost in all kinds of thoughts or impulses. Also a very, very normal phenomenon that we can come across in our meditation. And also this, can we just notice it happening? Just notice, okay, the mind seems to be very restless at this time. Okay, it's another thing to be aware of. It's also called worry. So there, it can be mixed with some concerns that are maybe bothering us. It's just a normal part of our meditation practice. And sometimes it's difficult to bear with because we are told to sit still and we feel this impulse, I need to walk, I need to do some movement. Can we allow ourselves to feel the restlessness rather than just following this impulse to bring awareness to the actual felt experience? and learn how to be with it rather than just follow all these impulses. What can f help with restlessness is breathing out a little bit more longer, just a little uh, bit more emphasis on the out-breath, really emphasizing the aspect of ease, of spaciousness, a quality of being, maybe reminding ourselves that this practice is not about doing so much, it's more about being. So this can all help to, yeah, gradually, gradually arrive to land, to settle. And it's just part of the practice. The other uh, hindrances I just want to mention briefly, it could be craving for some sense pleasure. This has no end. Our mind always wants something that it doesn't get, you know, some nice taste, smell, some nice sounds, or the absence of certain sounds, or some nice touches. Craving can also manifest in terms of you know, this inner wanting to have other experiences than what, are, what is happening right now. Okay, this is also something that we can include in our practice. 
then the aversion that is the opposite of the craving. It's the wish to push something away, to make it go away, this pain, the unease, the noise, the smell, the taste. And it's all part of the reactivity that we can notice. Okay, aversion is happening. Good. I At least I know it. It's something that I can become mindful of. And the third one uh, of those is uh, doubt that is actually often triggered by the other ones. When we have some kind of difficulty, it very easily happens that our mind starts to doubt. Maybe this is not the right time for me to do meditation. Maybe I should be doing something else, or I am not able, or these teachers are not able, or the method is not working for me, or whatever. So important to notice doubt, to notice such thoughts. And remember that right now it's not the time to think about all these things, but maybe we can just leave all those thoughts at the side and make a commitment. Okay, but now for the period of this meditation session, I'm as much as I can trying to reconnect with my experience. And I can really think about all my doubts maybe at a later moment, but not now. It's not a moment right now to think about these things. So, yes, so see if you can really include just knowing about these hindrances helping you to recognize them when they arise, because usually they don't tell us themselves that they are a hindrance. They, they come to us and they seem very convincing. So we need to be very awake that we recognize them when they come. And we say, I see you, sloth. I see you, restlessness, yes? Rather than just following these impulses. Good, so... I would like to invite you again to find a posture that is supportive, that feels stable, grounded, a sense of contact with the earth. Really receiving the support from the ground. Settling. And also having this sense of uprightness in the spine from the sitting bones all the way up to the crown of the head. Posture that expresses this inner intention and willingness to be present now, 
just this moment, to the shape of this moment, the feel of this moment. And if it is helpful to use an anchor, letting the awareness stay with the anchor, could be the entire body, could be the breath, the hands, hearing, really establishing this connection with the immediate felt experience. Whenever you feel during this meditation that it would be helpful to get up, please do so. So we're going to sit in silence.
Is the mind aware of whatever is going on in this moment? Of the experience that is already happening without us needing to make it in any way different? Not trying to create anything. being mindful, aware of what is happening right now and acknowledging it with kindness, with interest. Ah, this is happening.
so sloth and torpor, restlessness, aversion, craving, doubts are not limited to the sitting meditation, unfortunately. <laughs> they can equally arise in all other moments of the day, even during the walking, and really try to bring mindfulness to them, try to really recognize them, to notice them, and at the same time not to be too concerned. It, it's just like a weather condition, you know, and we learn, we learn to trust that if we keep going, if we just do our practice, they will decline, but it takes time. So it's really important, don't make a drama out of them, it's just a natural phenomenon. But it's a great way in which we develop to we develop the ability to live from a place of a clear intention. This intention, okay, I will keep doing my walking meditation. I will not let myself be deterred by whatever you know weather condition is. I will just keep doing it and they can try, they can do whatever they want, that's okay. I will just do what I intend to do. And it's a beautiful way to learn how to live in this way, you know, from a place of intention. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and then we are now going to offer to those of you who might have some questions around your sitting posture, um, individual advice, so we call it the posture clinic. Um, and the idea is that those of you who have any questions or difficulties around your posture, <coughs> that you can just remain and we will come individually and offer whatever we have to offer just maybe some suggestion that might be helpful for you because it is quite important that we learn how to, you know, find the good way of sitting because we are doing a lot of sitting and over the time it can accumulate if we are sitting in an unhelpful way, really a lot of tension can be built up. So it is an important area in our practice that we learn how to handle this body in a skillful way because it is our intention that as much as you can that you learn how to sit in a good way rather than needing to lay down. This is not something that we normally encourage doing in the hall unless there is some medical reason, of course, but normally the formal meditation practice really is meant to be either in sitting or standing or during the walking meditation in the walking. And so um, if you have any questions, you are very welcome to just remain. And those of you uh, who want to go out and do their walking, please feel free to leave now and just go to your walking spot. And we will come back at 3.45 for the Q&A. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.